Good Adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzek, and welcome to episode 59 of Books Cube, the show where I chat with the authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, April 9th. I'm at a peak of my calendar. Yes, April 9th, 2020. Um, feels like it could be any day, any day of the week, any month of the year. God, any year. Um, you're probably like me and going a little store crazy. It has been a long quarantine already. And it is only April 9th and we have more to go, but I don't mind doing it really because we're helping to keep uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, away from people by staying home. So hopefully you are staying home and not driving your spouse or children crazy and they're doing the same for you. And um, I'm so sorry if you've lost someone. It's just a horrible, horrible time. I've got friends. I have not lost anyone yet, but I do have friends who have COVID-19. So... Um, there are my thoughts and prayers, which really doesn't say much, but I'm thinking about them all the time. And, and I hope that where you are, everybody is safe and, and healthy and happy. And uh, hang on just a second. I'm just going to fix something real quick. One of my notes here is sliding over, covering the camera. Okay. So um, let's see. Uh, let me know what you're reading. Drop down to the comments. Books are an excellent thing to be uh, diving into right now. Take your mind off of things that are going on. Take you to a place away from your living room, kitchen, garage, backyard. Uh, take you on adventures. If you're reading something wonderful, let me know. Drop down and leave a note in the comments. If you are listening on the podcast, you can look for the show note link. Make sure you click on that to leave your comments or I may not find it because the show is all over the place. And um, I don't always see the comments. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Uh, so thanks for all the comments last week on uh, the last week's uh, Roller Prompt show. We had um, was it three authors got together and they did writing prompts. We had a great time. And excuse me, for next time that we do it, uh, I'm going to cut out all of the chit-chatting that Lisa and I did, which was nice, but it's not as interesting as, um, as the stories themselves. So we'll give everyone their prompts. And then we'll continue chatting, but then in the edit room, I'll just cut all that extra stuff out and go right to the story. And then we can hear more from the actual authors themselves. And um, uh, maybe they can write a little longer. We'll see. Uh, so I'm gathering uh, writers for the next show, which will be in a couple of weeks. So if you're a writer and you like writing prompts and you want to play, uh, leave me a note in the show notes. Uh, leave me a comment in the show notes. <laughs> I can speak. Okay. So um, let's see, what is up with me? Oh, okay. So the next book in my June Nash Misadventure series, which is being rebranded as a mystery series, uh, the next book will be on pre-order soon, hopefully this week. Amazon is running just a little bit slow because everyone and his brother is uploading things at the same time. We've all been writing and uh, coming up with new books. So I guess that the only good thing is artists are given a little more time to work but I would gladly give up any time of working uh, to have this go away. Um, I don't want to start crying. Um, it's, it's, it's just depressing. I've gotten sore. I can't watch the news. I don't know about you, but I can't watch it. I can't watch it. We, we stay in. Uh, we go out for our groceries when we're running low. Um, we have plenty of toilet paper. I haven't bought toilet paper in a month. I happened to, I went to buy, I think I joked about this a couple of weeks ago. I went to buy a four pack and all they had were, 12 packs. So um, I still have, I'm, I'm a one woman in a house of four. So 
I'm going to have plenty forevermore. I, I, my neighbors know that they can get some for me if they run out. And um, we're fine on paper towels for a while, too. Though we're moving, uh, our, our lovely landlord decided to raise the rent last week. So, oh, that's why there was no show night last week. I panicked a little bit. We got a note that he was going to raise the rent with everything going on. And we said, no, we weren't going to pay more for a house that wasn't worth what we were paying already. And so we said, great, you got to leave. I'm going to sell the house. I don't know who he's going to sell it to right now. Um, so we panicked for a few days. And then I found out that um, we're okay. I mean, he can't kick us out. <sighs> Not that he told us we had to leave specifically that moment, but you know, with everything going on, it was, um, it was enough to make us a little nuts. So we should be okay. And we've been looking at uh, rental places. We just don't know, I don't want to buy yet because I don't know where we want to finally end up. Um, we're probably going to stay somewhere in Florida, but I don't know where in Florida. And I only want to move, I really only want to move one more time. We were military and so we moved all the time. And I really only want to do it one more time, but now it looks like we'll have to do it two more times. So hopefully the next house we get into, we can rent it for a while until we actually find a location that we like. We keep finding houses, but they're in um, uh, gated communities. <laughs> I don't want to be in a gated community. I just, I don't want to do that. Uh, and I don't want to house it with an HOA. So um, we'll probably look for something out in the country somewhere with some land, and then we can maybe build a little guest house for my husband's parents who I adore and um, to come visit us and uh, that kind of thing. So, excuse me, <clears throat> and keep, I have horrible allergies right now. I don't know about you. And I keep telling my kids, I do not have COVID-19. It's allergies. My eyes are itchy and I'm sneezing. <laughs> I've doubled up on my um, uh, allergy meds and, and it's calming down. I'm feeling a little bit better, but um, anyway, so, um, uh, like I said, uh, kind of rambling today, sorry. Um, the, uh, the next book in the June Nash Misadventure series, which is going to become the June Nash Mystery Series, it should be on pre-order next week. So uh, when it becomes pre-order, I'll just change the link in the notes. I'll add a link to the notes because there won't be a link yet because it's not out yet. Um, it's just whenever Amazon does it. And um, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I'm looking at my notes and I can't figure out where I put them. Okay, so I've got a good show for you today. Great show. I was very excited to talk to this, um, this gentleman. Uh, I know him from uh, my filmmaking days. He is an actor. He's a screenwriter. He is a, uh, um, uh, a writer, an author, and um, he also does plays. And he's an acting coach. So uh, if you're in the Vancouver area, I highly, highly, highly recommend um, doing acting sessions with him and he does them online so you don't have to worry about going anywhere with him um but he was he's great and i'll do i'll put a link to the film that i worked on with him um actually did a really nifty behind the scenes that i did and um that's what i used to do and i i labeled it uh so that everyone thought that the director who made the film did the behind the scenes so you know i talked myself out of any credit for it but oh well so I'll put a link to those two things in the show notes also if you want to take a look. He is fantastic. So anyway, he's, he's co-written this book, and it is called A Name for People Like Me. And there it is, and I'm going to totally butcher his name. It's Guy, and I'm not going to say his last name because I'm going to totally butcher it. Hell, I called him Guy for three years, but he was introduced to me as Guy. I know he was because I wouldn't have called him Guy if he'd been introduced as Guy. I'd like to think I wouldn't have done that. 
So anyway, we're going to get to the interview here and then um, stick around and I will see you at the end. I want to welcome um, Guy today and uh, I'm going to have him say his last name because I called him Guy for years and years and years. <laughs> Hi, uh, yeah, my name is Guy, and uh, my full name is Guy Castonguay. So uh, you're, you're French-Canadian? Yes, exactly, yeah. I was born in a small town in Quebec, um, but raised in the U.S., lived about 40 years in the U.S. Now I'm back in Canada. Yeah, and you, um, I, used to do, I used to do film, and you left right when I was writing something with you specifically in mind. And I was so wow. sad. I was so sad. But I hired somebody else, and it was just fine. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> now, cool. would have been great with you. And to tell you the truth, I can't remember which project it was. Mm. I did several, but I know that, uh, and maybe it was something I was writing that I actually never did. Uh, but but I worked I worked on two different films with Guy. I did behind the scenes uh, work, and um, he was excellent in both films. And I will have links in the show notes to both those films and to my behind the scenes. Uh, uh, videos that I did because uh, those are absolutely fun to watch. I love behind the scenes stuff. That's uh, always my favorite thing to watch on videos. So today we're talking, Guy is not only an author, but he is a playwright. And oh God, you got, you're an acting teacher. And I'm going to read your bio from the back of your book here. Guy, with that fantastic last name that I'm not going to attempt to pronounce, is an actor, writer, producer based in Montreal, Canada, but you're now in Vancouver. Yes, I just Vancouver moved to now. Vancouver. He's performed in Los Angeles, San Diego, Phoenix, Tucson, Toronto, and Montreal. He, his over 20-year acting experience has earned him leading and supporting roles on stage, independent films, and television. And uh, the book we're going to start out talking about today is um, A Name for People Like Me. And this was a good read. Let me just read real quick the description on the back. Uh, I'm going to hold it up for anybody who's watching on the video. I'm a little close. There we go. Okay. Um, a name for people like me. Growing up in the 70s, our young hero contends with parents who thinks he's weird, teachers who won't appreciate his challenging intellect, and classmates who resent his existential show-and-tell presentations. To make matters worse, he has strange feelings for his best friend. Nothing in his life makes sense until he meets Gunther, a German exchange student, and it changes who changes his life forever. And uh, you're going to read just a little bit of that of the book just to start with, okay? Sure. Okay, great. Okay. Um, yeah, I just uh, I'll pull out a chapter here. Um, so basically, the uh, this book uh, uh, follows the journey of this uh, eccentric uh, little boy. And we follow, we follow his life from kindergarten up to university. So um, he's trying to figure himself out. That's basically what it's about. And um, this is when he turns 17. And uh, things seems kind of dire for him. But uh, anyway, um, I'll read a bit here for you. A few weeks before my 17th birthday, I couldn't take it anymore. I began to unravel dramatically just like Jamie Summers when she started rejecting her bionics. Prior to this time, I had only been unraveling slowly. Looking back, I think the initial tear in my psyche occurred when I was four years old and watched Frosty the Snowman for the first time. I was absolutely inconsolable when Frosty melted. Even as my mother frantically tried to point out that in the end, Santa did bring Frosty back to life, my anguish would not subside. I knew the second Frosty was a fraud, 
<laughs> the first Frosty had memories and relationships and had experienced adversity that shaped his character. The second Frosty was a blank slate. And now, 13 years later, the unraveling process had sped up exponentially. Within one month after starting 11th grade, my usual everyday down in the dumps feeling turned up several notches. I became clinically depressed. Actually, to use the term depressed to describe my condition was an understatement. To say every cell, molecule, and subatomic particle in my body ached with utter despair would be somewhat more accurate. So freeing herself from all the limitations imposed by common sense, my mother decided this was the perfect time to throw me my first ever surprise birthday party. As I had barely gotten out of bed on that auspicious day, she was able to coordinate the whole wretched affair without my noticing. She had scheduled the big surprise for dinner time. I should have known something evil was brewing. After having announced I, was, I wasn't hungry and was going to stay in bed, my father forcibly dragged me out of the room and propped me up at the kitchen table. Now, normally he would have just ignored me and have been thankful he could now have seconds of everything. After choking down a few bits of meatloaf, I heard a whole bunch of car doors slam in unison. Confused, I watched as relatives, friends of my mother, and several neighbors started parading into the house. Before I fully comprehended what was happening, a birthday cake was plucked down on the table in front of me. When the, when the reality of the moment finally sank in, it was almost too much to bear. Thanks to my mother, I was now not only severely depressed, but also mortified beyond recognition. I considered plopping my head into the cake and leaving it there until everybody was gone. The crowd sang happy birthday. It sounded like a funeral dirge. When the song was over, my mother blew out the candles for me and then snatched the cake away. She began cutting it and passing the plates to my father, who would then plop a scoop of ice cream on top. I could tell my mother was unnerved. My father wasn't keeping up with her assembly line speed. I mustered a bit of courage and scanned the room. Everything seemed kind of hazy and people's facial, and people's facial features looked distorted. Also, everyone seemed to be talking in a strange droning and monosyllabic fashion. It was as if Charlie Brown's teachers had gathered together in my parents' kitchen for a conference. Normally, this would have freaked me out, but ever since I had started taking the antidepressant drug, Cinequane, two weeks before, I had, used, I had become used to such impairments and judgment. Cinequane was one of the old psychoactive drugs. When you took it, not only did your depression remain unrelieved, but also you felt sleepy, confused, and constipated. Just as I started to get my bearings, Aunt Josie took a seat next to me. At first, I thought she wanted to claim the plate in front of me that had a, excuse me, that had an abnormally large piece of cake on it. When she stuck her face within a foot of mine, I realized she wanted to talk. Don't worry, she said. I'm looking into hospitals for you right now. Her comment completely threw me for a loop. Why, Aunt Josie? For your mental illness, silly. I glanced over at my mother, who was obviously eavesdropping. Realizing she had been caught, she pretended to count how many people still needed cake. Mental illness runs in our family, Aunt Josie continued. Your Uncle Jerry had a nervous breakdown when he was 26. He was never the same after it. My Uncle Jerry was a happy, successful lawyer with lots of friends. He was active in state, in state politics and worked with many charities. In what way, I asked. It's not my business to tell you how he changed. Let's just say he has some unnatural tendencies. Aunt Josie finally went for the abnormally large piece of cake. She shoveled a few mouthfuls in and continued to pass down the oral history of our family's dementia. 
Then she added, your mother thinks you might have schizophrenia. Astounded, I turned, to my I turned to face my mother again. This time, she was laughing as she began cutting smaller pieces of cake. She seemed to be enjoying herself quite a bit, which I found peculiar considering she thought her only child was going insane. Don't worry, she's wrong, Aunt Josie assured me. I'm leaning more towards socioaffective disorder. That's generous of you, I said. Aunt Josie kept talking in between bites of cake. I took a psychology class at Oak Brook Co Community College last year. I can spat, excuse me, I can spot pathology a mile away. Before I could even respond, she kissed the top of my forehead and made a beeline towards my dad. Apparently my father had skimped on her portion of ice cream. I got up and was about to head towards my bedroom when my mother grabbed my arm and spun me around. Dizzy, I found myself face to face with Kenny. I hadn't seen him for a while and suddenly became aware of that slight exhilaration I felt whenever he was around. For some reason, it seemed partic particularly intense at the moment. I felt a strange urge to hug him, but quickly buried the impulse. Kenny looked incredibly uncomfortable as my mother kept pushing him closer towards me. I felt awkward too, and also a little embarrassed. After all, my hair was matted to my head and I was wearing a pair of shorts I had made by cutting the legs off of an old pair of jeans. God knows what I smelled like. Hey, how's it going, he asked. I didn't know how to answer. Okay was the best I could come up with. So you had the mumps, huh? I immediately looked at my mother. She grinned sheepishly and walked away. I guess I should have been thankful she had come up with something fairly benign to explain my absence from school. Although I was sure Kenny wasn't too thrilled standing next to someone with a contagious disease. I guess so, I said. I hadn't seen Kenny for over a month now. For some reason, my heart began pounding. I wanted him to hold me and tell me everything was all right, that he would start hanging around with me more often. Hi, said Bonnie as she nudged up against Kenny like an irritating kitten. Hey, I said, suddenly becoming aware of the energy being sucked out of the room. Bonnie was the reason why Kenny and I hardly spent any time together anymore. Kenny had started dating her two months ago. She was always clinging to him and demanding his full attention. For some reason, he seemed more than willing to provide her with it. I couldn't understand why. Bonnie was not bright. <laughs> Once in history class, she asked the teacher how the pilgrims knew where the rock was so they could land. And she wasn't very funny either. Most of her humor consisted of knock-knock jokes and repeated phrases and repeated, repeating phrases Enos use, used on the Dukes of Hazard. Excuse me. Now, what Bonnie had going for her was she was blonde, had a toothpaste commercial smile, and a tiny cheerleader body. Other than that, she was dishwater. She didn't engage Kenny in thoughtful conversation like I did. She couldn't make him laugh so hard he'd have to spit out whatever he was drinking so he wouldn't choke. I could. Sure, if he just wanted to have sex with her, I guess I could have, I could have understood. What I couldn't understand was why he bothered to hang out with her in between climaxes. Well, we've got to go, buddy. I hope you get better real soon, he said. Thanks. Bye, squeaked Bonnie. Naturally, she giggled after she said it. I watched them leave out the side door. I secretly wished a really late orbiting chunk of Skylob would fall on Bonnie's head. I also wished Kenny had wanted to stay longer. Not that long ago, he would have stayed most of the night. We would have snuck off to my, to my, to my room to listen to records and drink gin we had siphoned from my parents' liquor cabinet. He used to be so much fun to be with. Even if we weren't saying or doing anything, just having him around made me feel happy and complete. I felt intensely alive when I was with him, and every moment seemed worthwhile.
So nice, nice. Yeah, as you were reading it, I was remembering thinking, oh, that aunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Aunt Josie. So where did this book come from? So um, this book, um, so a friend of mine, uh, when I used to live in Tucson, had written the, the initial script. And uh, we had met and got to know each other. And I learned that he was a writer. Um, I was writing as well. And uh, I wasn't working on any projects or any acting gigs at the time. And I said, hey, uh, why don't I take a look at it? And he said, okay. So he pulled it off the shelf and gave it to me and uh, started reading it. Um, <clears throat> I remember the first 60 pages were quite uh, difficult to get through, to be honest. But I could tell he was brilliant. He was a brilliant writer. There was just, it just needed some, some cohesive work, if you will. So uh, after the 60 pages, though, is when the book really took off for me and everything connected, and I was blown away. I, was, I just loved it. And so as promised, I, uh, I started working on the editing of the book and uh, began to fix what needed to be fixed. Um, and uh, yeah, it just came together from there. Um, in 2011, I published it as an ebook, which is still available now. And uh, in 2016, uh, we got our first uh, publisher, uh, which is this book you see now. Yeah. Um, published yeah, by... Um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye Publishers. Hawkeye Publishers, yeah. Publishers. And um, the thing that uh, <laughs> he told us was uh, that uh, I wasn't fully aware of. Um, he published it and uh, we got it to bookstores and that sort of thing. And uh, we started selling some. The thing is, uh, as an unknown writer, um, you have to do a lot of legwork to get the book out there. And so I did that for about four months and then kind of burned out. And I realized I'm not much of a marketing person. I'm a writer and an actor and the creative aspects. So I just kind of let things go. And after a few years, we decided uh, things kind of slowed down. We decided just to uh, part our ways with the publisher. So right now, it's, it's, uh, there are some copies on Amazon and uh, perhaps other bookstores, I'm not sure. But um, the ebook is still available. So, oh, that's um, good. So we'll have, um, if you're interested in, in the book, we'll have the links in the show notes to the ebook. And um, what, uh, and, I, and you, write, you write not just this book, but all kinds of things you've written. Yes. Yeah, so um, one of the things I, I've always known about this book, and I told this to my friend, Rob, who's, um, whose name is on here, um, if that appears correctly, I don't know if it's mirrored, but uh, Rob Zona, um, I told him this book will really sell when the movie sells. I think it would be a great movie. And I do script writing. So um, just last year, um, I happened to be in New Zealand and um, I uh, brought my laptop and I wrote the full script of the book. Um, that was incredible, uh, really cool challenge and I uh, really like how it came out. So now the, the screenplay is complete and, uh, I go back and look at it every now and then I tweak it. Um, but it's, uh, it's out there in the market. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, uh, that's really, uh, my ambition now for this story is to uh, make the movie and, uh, then we'll get it republished and, uh, that's when the book will really sell. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So what else are you working on in the meantime? So um, I recently moved to Vancouver and um, it's, uh, as I think everyone knows, we have this situation with this uh, COVID-19 virus. So things are slow. Um, however, um, I do, uh, 
perform as an acting coach. And um, I had a really great time uh, a year, year and a half ago, working with a musical troupe. And uh, we toured a couple cities in Canada. And uh, I was hired as their acting coach and uh, had a blast. So I now offer that service. And um, I just uh, announced myself to the Vancouver acting community on Facebook. And uh, as of yesterday, I now have two clients that are interested. That's great. So. That's great. And, and, and Guy is an awesome actor, having, having <laughs> been on set with him and watch him. And um, yeah, it's, so I, I highly recommend uh, that you uh, contact him. We'll have links in the show notes for his um, uh, where to contact you for the services. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. Um, and that's the thing, uh, because of this situation, um, I definitely do online coaching. So just like you and I are conversing, would do the same thing. Um, um, yeah, so we'll definitely give you a link. And if anyone's interested, um, what I'm offering right now um, is a, just to as a sort of an introduction is a free 30-minute session. So if someone wants to get to know more about uh, my work, what I do, and uh, they want to, you know, they, they're, they're, maybe they're working on a monologue or a scene and they're kind of stumped or they need some guidance, I'd be happy to work for them for free for the 30 minutes. And uh, if they want to continue working after that, it'd be great. So it's all, uh, I'll give you the website and uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So what is your favorite? I mean, you've done book, you've done scripts, um, you've done plays. I know you've done plays. You've written plays. So what's your favorite? Do you want to say genre? Um, form of the written word to yes. work in. There. Yes. Boy, that's a good one. That's a good one. Gosh. Um, I, I, I asked this myself. I, script writing is fascinating. Um, I think I lean towards script writing and maybe even playwriting. It's been a while since I wrote a play, but um, I've written a few feature-length plays and lots of shorts. But uh, screenplay writing is, um, it fascinates me just because every, everything that is written must be shown. There is no explaining. And uh, that's a great challenge. So whatever you as the audience gets, um, when I write it, it has to be shown. I can't explain anything. And if I do my job correctly, then you'll understand what's going on, who this character is, what's going on in the scene and all that, without being explained, without having any explanation attached to it. So that's yeah. the challenge. Yeah, and then the, the, the challenge is to write something that an actor can come in and make their own. And that is more difficult than, than you would think. It can be, yes. Um, that's, that's where uh, the, the, the pre-planning comes, comes into play. You know, mm -hmm. the character development, that's, that's my job, to, to write a complete uh, history of that person. So that when I write the character, that history comes through in his dialogue. Um, sometimes in, his, in the action, you know, there's a scene, something's happening, we get a feel for who, who that person is. But uh, that's my job is to, to do a careful uh, analysis of each character, make sure I know who they are, what they want, and what are their obstacles. So, oh, that, that's the biggie. What are their obstacles? If there's no obstacles, there's no story. It, there's no drama. Yes. <laughs> that's the essence of uh, that's the essence of uh, of story, right? Uh, is there have, must be some sort of uh, obstacle for somebody to overcome. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes it's a person, and sometimes the obstacle can be something within themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the for me, going from screenwriting to novel writing, the hardest thing for me was 
those great times when there's going to be action and all you have to write is a fight ensues, which is great. I love that. And then the stunt coordinator comes in and they do it all. But when you write a novel, you can't write a fight ensues because the reader wants to see the fight and you got to describe it. Oh, so, so yeah, that, that was always, that was tough for me for my first book was my editor would come back to me. Um, a fight can't ensue. You got to have some, <laughs> what is happening here? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. <are> the <laughs> yeah. Wrong mindset, wrong mindset. So uh, have you, I, I was thinking you'd done some directing also um, on stage. Um, not necessarily on stage. Um, I, I was an assistant director. Um, Maybe but, that's it. And uh, yeah, I, I did some assisting directors. So uh, at times I would take um, some of the cast and, and work on bits, but they already knew what was going on. It's just the director was kind of occupied with uh, some, some primary scenes. But um, the directing that I've done, um, minimal at this time, but uh, has been for a camera. And um, I am now... That, that's basically what's happening with, uh, with my career. I'm transitioning to, towards act or towards directing uh, as well as continuing to write. Um, I do have another feature. I have two feature films that I've written that are on the market. And um, my goal is to sell them this year. Yes, come on. <laughs> so um, I get bites and a few downloads, uh, which is always encouraging when they want to read the full script. Um, but nothing yet. But uh, and I have a third uh, feature that I've been working on for several years, just developing the story. And uh, now the story is outlined, and now I'm working on uh, uh, characters and their backgrounds, and then uh, weaving it all together. So, um, are you are you interested? It's something I am moving towards too. Um, are you interested in going back to acting at all? You know, are there parts for you in these scripts that you're writing? There is one, uh, one, one script that I wrote, uh, I started many years ago and, uh, I did write it, uh, one character for me. Um, but you know, um, as time has gone on, God, I've been acting for over 20 years. Um, I, I've done little stage bits here and there, like in Montreal. Um, I did a PSA, but it's not as, um, It's, it's not calling to me like it used to. Let's just put it that way. The thing that I'm enjoying, <clears throat> which I found really interesting, was coaching actors. And that was an amazing blast. Just to uh, uh, see somebody's work and realize, oh, I know what they can do at this point. I know what's missing, you know, and they don't seem to be aware of it. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Talking. Um, and just to um, be able to speak uh, the language that they understand, because I understand the actor's language, so I speak their language. Yeah. You know, I pass that on, and I say, "Hey," da, 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 and I give them a, a note, and it was, and then they would try it, and then they would just transform in front of my eyes, and oh my gosh, they would realize it, and I would just see this amazing, like, oh, I didn't know. I was like, "Yeah, exactly." It's like you just needed a, you know, a tool, you know, something you didn't have yet. So yeah, I, I think some of the best directors were actors to start because they understand the process. Mm. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've had many, many directors, right. And very few knew our language. So often um, a director wants, he knows, a director knows what he wants. He, he knows what, um, what he wants to see in the scene. However, you don't want to tell that to the, to the actor directly. 
you want to, you want to, there's a different approach to get there and the actor needs to get there in a different way to get the end result. So anyway, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The, the big, the big thing is to be able to, um, change on the fly too, to see if there's something isn't working and to be able to just go, okay, let's do this instead. Or let's, uh, let's have you start over here, start over there. And uh Oh, you froze. Are you, oh, there you are. You're back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you froze for just a second. <laughs> okay. So what did I ask already? What are you working on right now? Besides acting coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you did ask. Um, that's uh, basically at being, um, you know what? Uh, I've only been in Vancouver three weeks. So um, next week I moved to more to my permanent address. I've been in Airbnb since then. So um <clears throat> really just getting uh getting settled and uh and uh, now letting the vancouver acting community know that i'm available so i've advertised that um so that's that's really uh about it um i i've been uh, like i said i've been tweaking uh, a name people like me the script version of it um actually rob has a copy of the tweaks i said hey look at these pages he's busy on a project himself so um he doesn't always have the time but um yeah, other than that, it's like I, I have a whole new life here in Vancouver. Um, I, I cycle a lot, so I get out and I've been cycling and exploring. I was and, just going to uh, ask if how much you've uh, explored yet of the city. I know you you took your bike down to New Zealand, was it? Yes. How long were you I in did. New Zealand with that? I was watching your. I was reading your um your blog. Four months. Yeah, that's crazy. Four months. How many miles did you bike over New Zealand? Do you remember how many miles or kilometers? Well. Up, oh, you froze. You still there? Oh, there you are. You, you froze. How many? Yeah. How many miles did you? Did, how many kilometers did you? Did you keep track? Um, a little bit, but uh, maybe three or four hundred. It's it's actually a lot less than I intended. Um, just because uh, I, I discovered cycling New Zealand is very very difficult. Uh, their roads are quite narrow, and uh, ah. there's no shoulder. And uh, oh. I went with a lot of uh, gear. And there was, so I, I actually, I just changed my plan. Um, I actually, I, I am, I'm not right. Um, I actually cycle more than that because what I did was I based okay. myself in Wellington, New Zealand and I joined, I joined did, did you lose me? Yeah, I lost you again. Uh, you, you, you uh, changed up what you were going to do. You based yes. yourself, you based yourself somewhere. Yes. I based myself in Wellington, New Zealand. Okay. And I joined a cycling club and I cycled with them um, for, oh, no. oops, we froze. We keep, we keep, we keep losing you. I know that because um, so many people are home and everybody's using the internet. So supposedly it's, it's um, really uh, um, overwhelming it. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. And uh, there's a few, uh, this is an Airbnb house. So there's a few guests and everybody's home you know so yeah everybody's home yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy yeah. what is it like in in vancouver right now <sighs> um a lot of uh you know the only stores open now are grocery stores um and they they limit the amount of people that can enter and uh i was just one uh at one this morning and uh there was about 20 of us waiting outside for the store to open and everybody had this huge, you know, like five foot gap between each other. 
and that's they want us to to, to distance ourselves from everybody. And uh, there's someone at the door just uh, letting only so many in. So yeah, I wish yeah. They, yeah, I wish they'd do that in the U.S. They're just letting as many people in the stores, and nobody's distancing and people were still going to the beaches. We got spring breakers that were going to the beaches here in, in Florida. And I saw a meme on Facebook about you guys, it's not Floridians going to the beaches. We don't go to the beach. And that's true. We don't go to the beach. <laughs> we're not the ones there. We live by the beach, but we never go. Uh, I think the last time as I was on the beach, now I know I've been on the beach one more time since I saw you, but it's, I think we went to um, watch one of the rockets take off yeah. and we went down to the beach to see if we could see it over the ocean a little easier and uh, we can see it just fine from our neighborhood. So we're about <laughs> 81, we're about 81 miles from Cape Canaveral. So whenever there's a rocket launch, um, Elon Musk putting more satellites in orbit that are destroying the astronomer's view of the universe. Uh, you know, I know they're working on that solution. Uh, because the satellites reflect a lot of the sunlight. And so they're now trying uh, something like an umbrella, a black mm -hmm. umbrella. Um, so they're gonna keep working on that. Um, but uh, they're gonna launch uh, a polar orbital or a polar orbit satellite uh, coming up soon. So it will pass by your house. <laughs> it's gonna go south over Cuba for the first time in like 60 years. Interesting. Is that the yeah. next one they're launching? Yes, that's, that was due March 30th, but yeah. it just, I just read it, it, it got delayed because the, uh, the stakeholders are from another country and they can't fly into the U.S. because of the virus situation. Oh, so yeah, this, gonna... yeah, this is crazy. My, my next book, I have to go to Cape Canaveral to do research. And I was putting it off because I was finishing this current book and now I can't go anywhere. And it's making me nuts because I'm probably going to write the next book while Cape Canaveral is closed. So I'm hoping that I can go online and um, figure out what I need to figure out or just make it all, <laughs> make it all up. I think mm -hmm. I had a disclaimer in the last book. Hey, I made it up. Sue me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a it's a very unique time isn't it just talking to my relatives um and family it's we've never experienced something like this globally and yeah. uh, every country is trying to do their best and um yeah it's uh i don't know it gets it gets uh it gets my nerves rattled at times uh and i think when you see it like when i go out to go to the store and you just see everything is closed very few people, uh, then, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, I don't know, it, it has been affecting me. And uh, so I, I process my feelings about it as best I can. Yeah, I have it's, my uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. It, um, I try not to watch the news because um, it's very stressful. And um, I just, yeah, I try to just come in my office and write, which is what I should be doing. Um, we watched a lot of Prices Right and a lot of, um, What's the other one? Uh, let's make a deal. <laughs> we record them and then we watch Snow with Breakfast the next day. So um, uh, <laughs> that's helping to calm us a little, I think. Um, but it's, it's strange. It's strange. Um, there's four of us. Four, we have four adults living in a very small house. So um, I'm, I'm really hoping that um, things will, because uh, we want to move. But uh, my mom is in hospice and so I can't see her. And oh, I don't know what's going to happen. When I saw her last, she was telling me, she has dementia. She was telling me, I don't live here. I don't know why I'm here. 
like, oh my, by the time I see her again, she's, she's, she barely knew who I was before. I don't think she's going to remember me, but then when I see her next, so mm. it's another thing to process and I'm trying not to think about it too much, you know, I'm trying to think of happy thoughts and, and yeah. That. So, you know, I just picture her saying to me, holding my book and going, why isn't there any love in this book? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you're a brilliant, you're a brilliant writer. I really love oh, your, uh, how to sex your snake. That was, that was great. <laughs> uh, thanks. I'm, I'm finishing. I'm finishing. I'm on the last chapter of the sequel, How to Square Your Grouper. Ah, and then, cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the last chapter. And today I'm writing the blurb that goes on the back of the book to send to the company that's doing the cover because they want it. They're like, where is it? You know, we need this to finish the book. And I told my husband, ah, I've been carrying around my computer for three days, looking at it going, this is crazy. I'm having the hardest time with it. And my poor editor, she um, is also a teacher. And so she's, she does a video, you know, with, with her students. And so she's got all these college classes she's trying to deal with and, oh, poor thing. So I can't, I can't call her and go, can you help me walk through this? Because she's busy. I gotta, I gotta buckle down and get it done myself. We'll see. And I then remind myself, I sell my books online. Nobody's going to pick up the book anywhere unless they bought it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. nobody's, nobody's going to buy this book, making a decision, reading the back cover, you know? Mm. So I just need to get on and do it, get it done. You'll get it. So, You'll get it. so remind everybody again, how to find you um, if they would like to do acting lessons. And I highly, highly, highly recommend Gay. Um, I'm going to put links to the two, the one film, I think I only worked on one film with you or was uh, it two? I, I I remember uh, on a clear day. On a clear day, and I, if you if it was another one, I'm don't. I think that might have worked, been it. Yeah, uh, which directors did you work with besides? Um, uh, I did some behind the scenes for Perry, and um, I worked with Alan a few times, and I think that was it. Did several okay. music videos, but I don't think you were in any of those. No, no. Alan is, uh, that's where you and I met, I believe. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. I just yeah. saw him like a month, month ago. I know. I saw I, his Facebook post. I was so jealous. He was so nice. I mean, we had a great, uh, great time, uh, just, uh, chatting again and stuff. So. Did you get to go by his gym? Yes, I did. He's and got this CrossFit gym, everybody. If you're in Tucson, it is called <laughs> Milo. Yes. Milo. So you want to go to his, yeah, yeah you want to go there. Uh, his wife is awesome and a little scary. Just <laughs> absolutely not in a bad way. No. In a, oh my God, she's in good shape and I could never keep up. Even if yeah, I've been both, doing this for years. Amazing. They're both just amazing. Yeah. They, they both are. Yeah. Yeah. He was just as generous and, uh, wow. Anyway, it was, uh, it was nice to, uh, to catch up, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have links to that film and the behind the scenes, but go ahead and tell them again where they can find you. So um, the best, the best place to find me is on my website. Yay. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my Canada, I'm drinking out of my Canada cup. I made sure I grabbed it to chat with you. <laughs> um, my website is just my full name, geekcastongay.com. And uh, that's where uh, you just send me an email and we go from there. You know, you just browse the site. So you, you'll be able to provide that link. Is oh, that yeah, yeah. I'll have the link. Okay. But it's spelled exactly like it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> 
So geek no, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll have the link in there and I'll have the link of, of where to find uh, a name for yeah, people the, like me. Sure. Uh, the ebook uh, uh, is available. Oh, and I'll uh, just let you know this uh, for about a month, uh, we're discounting the ebook price um, oh, by awesome. 60%. It's uh, my, the, my ebook publisher called Smashwords, which I highly recommend. Smashwords is awesome. Um, they're having a month long uh, sale, I think, again, in response to this virus situation. Uh, basically, it's authors giving back kind of a sale. So we discounted, it's like two bucks now, uh, the ebook. So, um, Oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And it's a good read, everybody. So I highly recommend that. We'll have that link in the show notes. Thank you so much, Guy. And uh, you're going to go bike riding today? No, I did two <laughs> bike rides in the last two days. And uh, it decided to rain last night, so it's Ooh. wet out there. So today's a rest day. <laughs> today's a rest day. Today's a rest day. Good. Do some writing. <laughs> I, I, did, I need to get back to that. Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa. This was really nice of you to ask This me. was great to chat with you. I missed talking with you, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed working with you. I, I was so sad when I heard you'd moved. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, being back in Tucson like a month ago, I was like, wow, maybe I should just spend the rest of the winter here. <laughs> it was oh, nice. yeah, it's nice. Nice and dry. No snow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Okay, very good. Cheers. Thanks, Guy. Don't forget, if you are an actor, you can do uh, acting lessons with him. And I will have a link in the show notes. And uh, check out his book. So thank you so much, Guy, for coming on. And uh, that's it for today. I'll be back next week with another great show. And in the meantime, if you have uh, comments, please leave a comment. If you are on the podcast and you're bored, go ahead and give us some star love. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. Uh, books underscore cubed. And I know that's way too many things to tell you to do. So maybe pick one and do it. Uh, and if it's anything, go ahead and grab Key's book or uh, check out his website. And uh, that's it. I'll see you next week. Go read a good book. Mm -hmm.